creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. Welcome back to the C Word Podcast. How are you? Did you listen to episode 69 and then roll straight on with this one Netflix binge style? Or did you land straight here and not pass go? The only reason I ask is that episodes 69 and 70, so this one and the previous one, are a little mini-series. Together, they dive into the three Vs of getting found by your potential clients. In the last episode, I tackled what is probably the chunkiest one, which is visibility. And today, I'm talking about the visibility amplifiers, volume and value. Because without these, your visibility efforts won't get you nearly as much bang for your buck. So make sure that you go back and listen to episode 69 alongside this one if you haven't already. Now, without further ado, let's talk volume and value. First cab off the rank is volume. This is how frequently you share your message. Essentially, how consistent you are with your visibility efforts. And I'm not talking about posting twice a day or seven times a week or whatever it is. It's not necessarily about mechanical statistics. You know, post this many times, do this many reels and you will get what you want. However, if you're sporadic, yeah, you might still get seen, but you're making your job harder. If you feel like, oh, nobody wants to hear from me this often, just remember, unless you're Coke and you're recognised by a reported 94% of the world's population, it's never too much. People are not going to get bored of you. You're not that good. Your marketing budget is not that big. Frequency and consistency are two of the most important things in building a successful long-term business. And that's what volume is about. It's about being consistent and it's about building up your frequency in your chosen strategies and tactics, doing the things you choose regularly and consistently. So I spoke to Steph Taylor recently. I don't know if you know Steph. She's quite a successful and widely recognized Australian entrepreneur in the online space. And I asked her about what she thinks has worked for her. And her straight up answer was consistency. You know, she didn't talk about this formula or that formula or this magic pill or all these connections that she's made. She said the number one thing for her was consistency. So she's got a podcast and she's done it three times a week for five and a half years. That is consistency. That's frequency. And she's not alone in this. Many successful business owners talk about dogged determination and consistently doing it, even when you don't feel like it. That has been the real driver of success for them. I often mention the book Atomic Habits. Maybe I'm a little bit obsessed at this stage, (laughs) but that book centers on this premise. 
that there's no magic formula or silver bullet. It's about doing the work day in, day out and being consistent. It's the small little steps every day, not breaking your streak that makes the difference. But this is where frequency comes into. You can be consistent with an annual drop-in and show your face in January and do the New Year intro post because you always start with good intentions. But you also need to make some decisions about committing to frequency. Doing something consistently once a year or once a month probably isn't frequent enough in some instances, in a lot of instances. So you need to be regular. And again, I'm not talking about daily posts. I'm talking about choosing a way of showing up that works for you and being consistent at that. Also noting that finding the thing or things that work for you is not the same as finding things that don't challenge you. Business is not about not being challenged. Anyone who says it should be easy, easeful, whatever they want to say, it's just not truthful. Sometimes business is hard. Sometimes business does require you to do harder things, to go out of your comfort zone. If you don't want to do that, yeah, you can still build a successful business, but it might take you longer. And it will certainly be less of a guarantee. It will be less predictable and possibly less sustainable. And moreover, if you actually do nothing, then nothing about your status quo is going to change. If you work hard at it and then you disappear, you know, if you, if you start to build up some frequency and some consistency, but then one day you fall off a cliff, nothing horrible is going to happen, but you made your job of being found and being seen that little bit harder. And again, this isn't about pushing yourself to your limits. This isn't about breaking yourself. It's about choosing a frequency and a thing to be consistent about. And I have talked about this on the podcast too. It's about not setting yourself up for a fall, not overreaching, not trying to do everything, just choosing some things and choosing a frequency, a volume that works for you. A monthly email that is something that I enjoy writing, that I can do, I have the resources to do. That works for me. I'm not going to overcommit and suddenly turn that into something weekly because I know that when I do that, I'll probably fall off a cliff. So it's not about breaking yourself, but it's about choosing things strategically and committing to them. But visibility and volume, which is what we've been talking about, are not enough on their own. If you're out there every day showing up here and there and everywhere, but you're not offering value simply doesn't work. If you don't share value, no one's going to listen. They're certainly not going to listen for the long term. You might capture them once, but they probably won't come back. And for me, that's when things don't work out as expected. When being seen becomes a box ticking exercise about reach and regularity, and you don't build in time for creating value, it won't give you the return you're looking for because you're just pumping through it. My opinion is it's better to do less well than do lots in a crappy way and pump out loads of rubbish. That's my opinion. 
put stuff out there, do it in a steady way that keeps you visible and dial up the volume to the pitch that you can manage. But don't put rubbish out there. Just having volume and visibility might attract certain clients. It might get you inquiries. It'll certainly get you freebie hunters, but it might not be great quality ones. Now, the challenge with value, and I hear it talked about a lot, share value, make your content valuable. But the challenge is, what does that actually mean? You know, share valuable content. I probably hear that on the daily, but what does it mean? Well, this is my thought on value. It's unique, first and foremost. Valuable content is unique. Stop telling people things they've heard a million times before, or at least aim to tell them in a new and fresh way that has got some newness about it. It's engaging. Stop delivering things in a vanilla, safe, non-committal way. Give it some edge, some personality. Put some belief behind it. It's authentic. Use your voice. Try and let go of how you think you should act, how you think you should sound, not being too out there, not being too polarizing to people. Just be you. That authenticity creates value. It adds a layer of value to what otherwise can seem like quite vanilla, bland, generic content. And it's insightful. Stop teaching people to suck eggs or telling them stuff that's irrelevant to them. Telling entrepreneurs, business owners, what font pairings work perfectly together isn't insight that they truly need. So think about what your audience, what's really going to propel them towards the outcomes they want and create content around that. Not just content around what you know as a designer. Now, creating a thread and a link between your expertise as a designer and how you wrap that up in a message that's relevant to your client. Why is it valuable to have a consistent font pairing that reflects your brand personality? That's different. That's telling them something that they need to know about standing out and creating an emotional connection with their audience. But that's about using insight. Just telling them what you know isn't enough. What's the insight from that? What's the takeout for them? Why does that add value to them in their business and in their day? So that's what valuable content does. It's unique, it's authentic, it's engaging, and it's insightful. And I want to go a little bit further with this value thing, because again, like I said, I think it's talked about a lot, but sometimes people are left scratching their heads about what does it actually mean? So I want to give you some insight into what sharing value, what putting value out into the world looks like. So first off, it's peer insight rather than superior telling. And there's a fine line between telling and sharing. So look at your content. Is this boring? Am I telling the, am I reading the news? Am I just telling people over and over again, what are brand values? What is a brand personality? Or is it conversational? Is it telling them something in an engaging way where they don't feel like you're talking down to them? Or that you're just delivering, like I said, delivering the news? Valuable content can be food for thought. 
So inspire your audience to reflect or to think. It doesn't have to be telling them something, teaching them something. It doesn't have to be a tip or an action. It just can be something to inspire thought or open them up to a new perspective. Think of it as a conversation starter. So we've got very stuck in this educating kind of content, but there's also just sharing and being interesting and adding food for thought to the noise that's out there. Then there's education based on your niche. I'm not against education. I'm just saying there's more to content than education. When you base education on your niche, you're drilling down much deeper and you're offering insight that's relevant to your audience and your niche. So if your particular niche is tradies, for example, then what kinds of insights and knowledge are so specific and relevant to them and their challenges? So rather than going big and generic with the messaging, go really deeply into what's important to your particular niche. If you talk to course creators, then talk about the challenges for them in building a website or finding the right tech or reaching a big enough audience to achieve that passive income goal that they've been promised. Then they're sharing your perspective. So content can be a point of view. Share what you think. Someone shared on Instagram recently that they would never work with a coach. I don't agree with that. I've worked with coaches, but it was an interesting perspective and I wanted to know more about why they felt that way. So just sharing your perspective, regardless of whether it's teaching someone something or it's education-based, can add some value. It can elevate your perception, start to frame you a bit more as a thought leader. Then there's also tone and relatability. I can't emphasize this enough. Your tone is important. You can be real and you can be believable and you can still retain a note of authority and inspire confidence in others. My biggest tip here is when you write something, read it out to yourself. And it doesn't if it doesn't sound like how you talk or what you would say, if you wouldn't walk into a networking event or go to a barbecue and say that thing, then don't say it in your content. Make sure that your tone is engaging and relatable. That will elevate the value of your content. It will make someone want to engage with it. Again, it's not all about me, but coming back to the the brand brief, my monthly email, I get so many comments about how people enjoy reading it because it's funny and it's just relatable and they can hear me saying it when they read it, which is a comment I often get. So that tone is so important in creating value. If it's boring, people won't want to engage with it. And then the other thing with value is that it's a quick win. So big insights and grand goals are great. Like messages about why should you build a brand? It's, you know, that's a big mecca right there. But also being thoughtful about giving someone a quick win is a huge value add. Just an action that they can take today or this week to move them closer to their goal. So thinking about your content in terms of taking on the big meaty messages is one thing, but also then giving people those small steps, those achievable, digestible opportunities can add a lot of value too. That can have people seeking you out because they know they're going to get those gorgeous little snippets from you. 
So that's just some of the things that value can look like in terms of your content and what you share. It's peer insight rather than telling, superior telling. It's food for thought. It's education based on your niche. It's sharing your perspective, which might just help your audience to get to know you a bit better. It's in your tone and how relatable you are. And it's in the quick wins as much as it's in the big insights. Over these two podcasts, we've talked about the three V's of getting found, which is visibility. That was a chunky one in episode 69. And then we've got this episode, which was about building on your volume and then on your value too. And you need all of those three things to be seen and to be found. So where this all started, creating a standout brand is step one. Doing all of those things to connect with your audience, talking about your innovation, your desirability, your being relevant and relatable, having cut through. That's what I talked about way back in episode 68. That's the start, but then you've got to be seen and you've got to be found and you've got to be heard. So listen to these podcasts together. If you've jumped in here at episode 70, go back and listen to episode 68 and then episode 69. These three episodes link together when it comes to standing out, but also standing up in a crowded market. Oh, I hope you found that useful. I think there was a lot there and I'd love to know what you thought. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please, I would love it if you'd share it in your stories maybe and tag me, leave me a five-star rating and even leave me a review, which I appreciate so very, very much. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you have an amazing day today. And I can't wait to talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Beck Hughes Branding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.